it's funny because every man, every man uh, that grew up in the era we did always fantasized about being in the mafia or some sort of like mildly violent uh, organized crime organization. And I'll go ahead and tell you, if my Uncle Don wasn't built for it when he was part of the Pagan's Motorcycle Club, then I'm sure as hell not built for it. And... Oh, was that a witch? Was that a witchcraft motorcycle gang? No, Tanya, it was the Pagans were not a witchcraft motorcycle gang, but rather... <laughs> could have been, could have been. Ran, ran meth through Maryland, West Virginia, and Kentucky. <laughs> Way to dry snitch. Uh, I think this is well documented. <laughs> <laughs> if you Google Pagans Motorcycle Club, meth, the meth trade is the first thing that's going to open up. Well, I had no idea. But did they not know the origin of the word pagans? Was it to throw off the meth scent? I think... I don't know. Pagan, you know, generally has the connotation that you just don't give a fuck. You're just like... you. Oh, you know, you, okay. You, you, uh, you believe in... I mean, I guess technically it's belief in many gods, but it's... Um, or, or it's a specific kind of... Or no gods. Or no gods. I look at paganism as just like the folk religion of places. Like it's almost pejorative to say something's paganism when it's just like just the ancient Scottish and Irish and whatever religions that were around before Christianity or whatever else. What I was trying to say. (laughs) But in high school, what when you said you were pagan, that just meant you were just cool enough to flout the living God. (laughs) Yeah. You did Wiccan. Wiccan. Yeah. yeah, but like in the nerdiest way possible, though. Like it was not cool <laughs> to be a pagan. Like you, you were taking a risk in a way, but not in the way that you thought you were. <laughs> well, one of my good friends in high school was a flamboyant, redheaded gay boy, and he actually taught me a lot about dick. He he's the fir- he's the person I went to when I had dick questions because he had a dick. So it was nice to have a gay friend around. But he was pagan and wicked and very public about it so he got a lot of shit (laughs) if it wasn't over the witchcraft shit it was over the man fucking (laughs) he got a lot of shit in high school and he did not give a fuck anyway i loved him and we were so close but now he posts he's still a wild ass witch but he posts these crazy stuff on the internet all the time that's like if you smoke drink do drugs uh eat bad food eat fast food you're not really a witch because you're not caring for your vessel so now he's like a witchcraft truther, and I'm like, damn, dude, how wow. does this happen? That's fascinating. I fought people over calling you a fag, and now you are essentially calling me one. <laughs> Have you ever watched the episode of King of the Hill called The Witches of East Arlen? Where East Hank Arlen. has to go threaten Ward Rackley and tell him to stay away from Bobby? No. He says, how old are you, son? And he says, 40. <laughs> he says, try 3,000. He says, okay, this is not your fault. But stay away from my son or I'm going to kick your ass. This is not your fault. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, but the, the pagans were uh, a uh, pretty violent 1% motorcycle club. Not not a not a uh, gang of gay witches that rode, rode around on motorcycles. As <laughs> a girl can dream. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Speaking of mysterious... Speaking of um, mysterious uh, forces in eastern Kentucky, did you guys see that thing a few weeks ago about these researchers think they found, like, 
DNA from a Sasquatch in Eastern Kentucky? No. Let's see if I can find it. Let's see if I can find the article. <laughs> I like how me and Tanya had exactly the same reaction. How do you see stuff like this and not immediately send it to us? Do you sit on stuff just for this purpose? Just <laughs> is this goes back to the we can't hang out anymore? Uh, it has much, to all yeah. be content. I mean, that's just what they tell me because they don't want to hang out with me. What What is a Sasquatch? <laughs> like scientifically, like what do they? Th- is it just like a crypto, like a cryptoid? It's a, yeah, it's like a humanoid, cryptid, cryptid, cryptid rather. Yeah. Um. It, uh, of, of all the things you expect to find in the hills of Appalachian, Kentucky, proof of Bigfoot's <laughs> existence might not be at the top of the list. But a team Why of par- not? <laughs> it's not it's not implausible. No. But a team of paranormal paranormal researchers and reality TV show investigators thinks Kentucky's southeastern Kentu- mountains may hold the key to proving the cryptid is out there you know i've heard this before about easter i mean you know just over the mountain in in wise county they've got the wood, wood booger. booger and you know that's like a big thing uh, when you uh, i thought you were gonna say i've heard in eastern kentucky and people say that i was gonna say you mean from kevin howard <laughs> so the so the wood booger has changed residences basically it's just like made it across the mountain and yeah they've tracked him yeah imagine that creatures know no boundaries no bullshit state lines <laughs> He went to the DMV and had to refile Get his. <laughs> Listen, I only come out about once every 60 years, so let's try to... I'm trying not to elicit a lot of fanfare here, so let's yeah. kind of keep it moving. They're like, sir, you need a, you're need you going to need a notary for this. He's like, God damn. <laughs> um, to prove who you really are. <laughs> yeah. Wood um, J. Booger. J stands for Jesus. <laughs> Wood so, Jonathan Booger. The here's the team. the The show is Expedition Bigfoot. It's on Travel Channels. Oh, Travel this Channel. is a TV show, not a band of scientists, well, not a is, lab. No, there is an actual esteemed primatologist in the group, and they sent the DNA to UCLA, like UCLA's eDNA program. Uh, let me just read you this. Um, the team includes Bryce Johnson, Expedition Operations, Dr. M- Mariah Meyer, primatologist, Russell Acord, ex-military survivalist, <laughs> and Ronnie oh, LeBlanc. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, um, well, they brought the survivalists in case one of them falls off Brad Branch Falls. Yeah, or you get cornered in a oh, God. cave by... by a standoff with, the, with Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, well, look. Here's here's their um, credentials. Here's their bona fides. Doctor Meyer is a world-renowned private primatologist. For nearly 20 years, she has been a wildlife correspondent, including for National Geographic. Her explorations have led to sci- several scientific discoveries, including the co-discovery of the world's smallest primates and brand new species, Russ's mouse lemur which she co-discovered with her colleague, Dr. Ed Lewis, on an expedition in northeastern Madagascar. Um, so, I don't know. Take take that. Uh, so, like, the person in question has found new species of animals before. Yeah. Like, that is true. Yeah. Um, Interesting. But, you know, I I worked in the nonprofit Did world. Did they say what they actually found? 
You, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I've worked in the, the narrative industry long enough to know that you can say, you can fudge some of the details about your, about your uh, career and your life to make it sound like you're your a little credentials. More, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. The best bio, the best thing I ever heard about myself was a bio Tom wrote about me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. He somehow tied me to Netflix. <laughs> I'm in the, I'm in the business of making people, making people feel good. Uh, I had a buddy one time that said that he found a howler monkey on his property in Fleming <laughs> County, Kentucky. Well, what's that? Is that I like- need to I need to know. Look, I've I've hung up a lot, a number of biologists, and a lot of people have stories about weird things happening. I've heard of people finding uh, coral snakes that are typically like found in like Florida places <laughs> like that, like as high up as like near Lexington. Which you know, some of that stuff is just these exotic animal shows. People go buy these creatures and they either get loose or they can't take care of them and just let them out somewhere. And then the animals figured out how to adapt or just hasn't died yet. And so I, I think it's funny that a common like folk legend you hear around here is mountain lion, which is hilarious because mountain lion is real. It's not a cryptid. It's just like people are like, well, I mean, <laughs> it's lore. And they did. And they this was at one point their range, but like they've been ran out like a long, a long, long time ago. Um, um okay i have a couple questions did they one y'all remember the exotic animal bust up neon a few years back the exotic <laughs> animal bust yeah there was a man with like 20 some exotic animals in his house up neon refresh me and y'all don't remember this i don't remember this well hell i ain't an expert i just remember it happening <laughs> and and i immediately was like is it Eric? <laughs> Eric, <laughs> Eric, Eric King. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it wasn't. But yeah, some guy up neon. I, maybe even this story might be darker than I'm remembering immediately. I'm going to look it up. But it actually could have been that he let them all loose. That's what happened. He let them all loose because he was dying or something. It's fucking oh. crazy. Y'all don't remember this? But I thought this was. In I don't think Ohio. that happened in Neon. That happened in Zanesville, Ohio. No, no, no. Okay, then it's a different one. But I swear to you, this happened in Neon. There was a man with a ton of exotic animals, and maybe he didn't cut them loose. Maybe they just. Okay, maybe I'm merging those stories. But he got <laughs> busted. It was all over the papers. Okay, so like he was without a permit and all that kind of stuff. Big cats, I, monkeys. Yeah, uh, he had a kangaroo. Was- what? <laughs> yeah, a bunch of crazy shit. We'll get Eric on here to give us the true Hollywood story. But the other question I have is: Did they say I might have missed it? What they the remains they found? Let me yeah. Like what DNA? I didn't get to it. Is it like is it like a water cum or something crazy? <laughs> I didn't get to it here. Um, using an advanced algorithm, the team determined the location of a seventy-five thousand acre area in southeast Kentucky held the greatest mathematical odds of encountering a Bigfoot during the specific 21-day window they were filming. Starting there, they were able to find... They were able to find what they believe are migratory patterns of the famed cryptid, as well as a possible structure made from trees similar to what others claim are made by Bigfoot creatures. Um... According to Sasquatch investigations of the Rockies, tree structures are thought to be an indication of Bigfoot creatures 
marking off their territory from other Bigfoot creatures. Um, so the team then collected soil samples from under the structure and sent them to the UCLA California Environmental DNA Program for analysis. Environmental DNA is genetic material naturally left behind by animals in the environment. So yeah, maybe cum, maybe scat, saliva, <laughs> blood. A, a little eyelash. Yeah. Man, they're going to be, so, be so disappointed when they find out this is just Joseph Newell homesteading up on the, you know, <laughs> strip site somewhere. He's just growing his beard out. Yeah. So according to Miroslava Mungia Ramos... The eDNA program project manager, analysis of the sample indicates another primate other than humans was in the area. What we're looking at are the unique organisms that we are able to identify. Our software does what's known as metabar coding, uh, blah, 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 blah. What I found very interesting was that, yes, we have detected human DNA in these areas, but we're still seeing different primate DNA. There wasn't just one human primate. There are several different primates, some sort of primitive relative that exists in the area um ramos said the so the, the howler monkey story in fleming county might be a real thing dude it might be a real thing this is what she said the dna seemed to come from a species of chimpanzee that would not normally be seen in the rural hillsides of kentucky <laughs> here's um, the thing though about some of that shit like with like i get maybe like lizards and birds and amphibians and reptiles and stuff that like are super rare that you might not see. I feel like, like our closest cousins on the evolutionary chain, we would like r recognize they were kind of hanging out somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah. I, I think as remote especially as, as much as people walk the hills for ginseng and mushrooms and shit up here, you know. Well, every one of these fucking liars got a story about seeing some sort of goddamn thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They got. <laughs> they've got. Uh, feeders and cameras all up over at my hillside i would give anything for some deer cam footage to leak of me up here naked acting crazy in the woods behind my house anything <laughs> well that's might be the basis of the show then you might be a sasquatching <laughs> question it's got a big pink dick you love to see it um yeah uh she said here um it's a real head scratcher it's important to note that the higher the detection <laughs> the more confidence we can say that whatever organism in this case we're looking at the pan genus or the chimpanzee genus there's three thousand reeds um for mayor or mayor who is the uh primatologist the discovery is significant because it's based on science not on lore or legend i don't know I don't know. Compelling, plausible, yet I'm not persuaded. Still, my money's still on Tanya. Is the what they're going on here? It was me, <laughs> but it was definitely cum that was left behind. <laughs> uh, it's true. I have been yeah. at your house and found a lot of eDNA just around the property. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it would be hilarious if they got up there and started filming and then like ran into like egg or something that guy stabbed his dad in the head and just like oh ran into all these God. old you know there's people like degenerates that live on the grid out here with these wild horses and shit you know they're going to run into one of these mountain men sooner uh -huh. or later and yeah G-O. there's something very alluring i guess it's not, it's kind of the idea behind like the blue fugits it's just the idea that and the idea that there's like a hidden you know civilizational complex uh out here it's just like 
There's some parts of eastern Kentucky, I think, and Appalachia that are so goddamn remote. It's just like you want to believe that there's something out there that is untouched by humans. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So where do you fall on the blue fugits? I mean, it's not... <laughs> I mean, I, they're libertarians, right? They drink al- colloidal silver. That's I don't right. know. I have no idea. <laughs> That just speaks to the purity of the water they're drinking. You know what I mean? That they're, they're, they're just alkaline. <laughs> I had to go over to Norton yesterday to take Leon to the groomer. And um, as I was driving, you know, speaking of things about Appalachia that are alluring to people, as I was driving, you ever just pass something that you see that you're like, that would be... Uh, a perfect photo op for the New York Times. Like I've passed, yeah. I, <laughs> I've passed all the time. I like passed like a burned out, you know, housing structure or something, and in front of it was just a a written sign with someone had scrawled with very you know shakily you know written handwriting, just said "impeach Biden," and I was like, that that would be a good <laughs> nice one. It'd be funny if, like, that was just uh, some FBI or CIA agent's beat was just to be down here going native, living among us, and scribbling <laughs> anti-government to see if they could lure her into it. Oh, God. Just because they're bored. Yeah. Um, speaking of cryptids... That's how Terrence got here, and he defected. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I went native, like, General Kurtz. Colonel Kurtz. <laughs> yeah. There's a big story in Reuters um, about... This was Apple. a huge news week. I remember two days ago, I was, like, overwhelmed with how much was going on. Yeah, there's this story, I was just speaking of cryptids in eastern Kentucky, of uh, Jonathan Webb, founder and CEO of App Harvest, describing, <laughs> explaining the, their 60-acre eco-farm in Moorhead, Kentucky. I plan on, when all said and done... Uh, growing just about all fruit and vegetables uh, in, 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 in a controlled environment here at App Harvest. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, next time you go in your Kroger, you need to look for App Harvest tomatoes. I heard they're there. Yeah, people have said that. They've, uh, sent, they've sent, uh, Several people have sent me pictures of tomatoes with <laughs> App Harvest stickers on it. Just to razz me. Like, every day I, my inbox is just inundated with Dolly stuff, App Harvest stuff. Oh, just, my God. People just love to break your balls. God damn. Well, yeah. well, this is like when I was in high school, I got really into dolphins, maybe middle school. And then for like five <laughs> years, all I ever got was like dolphin shit. You can't, you can't escape it. You're just going to be the dolly man for the next few years. Were, Buckle you, up. were you big into like not eating tuna because it contained dolphin, that kind of stuff? I've never liked tuna. I don't like tuna. Right. I didn't know it contained dolphin. I mean, that was like the big controversy, right? Like, oh, I don't know. Like, tuna, I don't like tuna. Hmm. Wow. You know, I have I have had nice sushi that had tuna in it. I think, but like tuna salad is only. Yeah, I don't you. You don't like canned tuna, but you 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 will eat like tuna fish, like a steak or like yeah, a sushi I or think something. so. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize it. It's kind of like sweet potatoes. I didn't realize a sweet potato could be served without brown sugar and marshmallows, and I didn't know that tuna came without mayonnaise and all that shit in it. Until I was an adult, because I'd never encountered it. (laughs) 
but I will I will indulge in a sweet potato as an adult and a nice seared tuna. Every single one of the comments in this is just roasting them. That's really funny to me. <laughs> Roasting like at, at harvest. A, we have at least a little something to do with that, you know. Well, I gotta tell y'all, I didn't think they. I, I assumed that thing went under because I, I hadn't heard about it since we were making fun of it. And then <clears throat> I had a phone call yesterday with a friend, and she's like, "Oh yeah, they have they have a huge farm. They've already got their tomatoes in Kroger. They say they employ five hundred people in Moorhead, and they're opening a new place in Berea." And I was like what oh and she sent me a link probably the one you you're looking at yeah apparently this was promoted by exxon mobile <laughs> oh my god also jonathan jonathan webb let me just say something about jonathan webb explain to me how a guy goes from making beats for ramel smooth bradley <laughs> 10 years ago to working for the state department to having this like billion dollar startup which is just Dude. like a front for like when when Kentucky like legalizes cannabis. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like there's just nothing about this man's resume that's like coherent. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's just biding his time till he can grow weed in there. He was like a dipshit like me that was just like futilely making beats on fruity loops and probably saying in the back of his head, Yeah, man. Uh <laughs> Well, in those days, it'd probably been like the game or Fifty Cents or Joel Santana's going to buy one of these any day off of Beatport, and then it's going to be on. And then he went. Oh, from that. you meant Beats? I thought you meant B E E T. No Beats, like no, the guy made music Beats, like Beats to rap to. Oh, then he went and worked for the State crazier. Department, right? Is that right? Like, is that it? Part yeah, of his origin story? He like worked at like or the hey girl. yeah, maybe it's like the Department yeah. of Defense or something like that. Like how? Like what? Like what's? How do you make that trajectory? Yeah, that's just like me. I'm sitting one day. I'm sitting here on Fruity Loops making some like tight ass snares, and like the next day, <laughs> I just get the call up from the FBI. You know. <laughs> And then the day after that, you get a call up from J.D. Vance and Peter Thiel wanting to give you a billion dollars to start up a shit tomato to operation. shitty hydroponic tomatoes across the, the Appalachian region. It is another, like, he, I mean, it's literally called App Harvest, and he sucked in all this support to do this thing and pour, oh, oh god damn it, Ruby. She's tied up. Hold on. <laughs> oh, my God. God Get out of here, you psycho. Ruby, God damn it. She got tangled up in all my wires. Get oh, out. my Hold God. On. I think what Tanya was going to say hey. was that he got he hey. raised all this money to... He raised money off of the idea that Eastern Kentucky needed a just economic transition, that it was so poor it needed something, some... A hand and it went to Moorhead with no, a major... No, 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 you're getting ahead of yourself. They had that ar- agreement with the city of Pikeville and Pike yeah. County. Yeah, I know, I know. And then when they said, oh, well, that's going to be too hard to do, they, <laughs> you just, think? they went to Moorhead because Moorhead's like right off the interstate. Yeah. You could reasonably say it's Appalachia, you know what I mean, even though we got to draw that distinction about like Berea and, and Moorhead and stuff. Like, yes, it's Appalachia, but it's not like Coalfield Appalachia. Well... And Appalachia is a political boundary. It's not a geographical whatever. Um, If Chickasaw County, Mississippi, which is flatter than a goddamn pancake, is Appalachia, 
Then, and Campbellsville, Kentucky. Then by God, we all are. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, the whole fucking country. Uh, yeah, Moorhead has a major university and is on the interstate. It's just... Uh, Man, I wouldn't say major university. <laughs> well, you're, that's your alma mater, Tom. I was trying uh, well, to give let you me a just tell you, this institution, This institution produced me, Rob Wiseman, <laughs> Chuck Woolery, and Billy Ray Cyrus, so... Yeah, oh, I guess and, in a way it did. It did produce pretty good. Steve, yeah. I think Steve Inskeep, right from NPR. Steve Inskeep from NPR. <laughs> Phil Sims, uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Phil Sims, and also Kenneth Fareed, formerly <laughs> the Denver Nuggets. So you got a pretty illustrious alumni there. So women don't go to Moorhead, I guess. I, I don't. <laughs> no really, successful. Yeah. No women of note. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. There's tons of no women that went there. Including my so, friend Dustin Withrow, who was former winner of the Mountain Laurel Festival. Pageant. Ooh, that's in Bell County. Mm. So multiple people are just like one tornado, and this thing's gone. <laughs> the um, app harvest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and since they are in the flattest part of Appalachia, a tornado is a definite possibility. Um, are the owners racist? I don't know why. They- <laughs> <laughs> But I support the question. Yes, I think you have yes. to ask. Listen, hey, Jonathan Webb, the people want to know, are you a racist? <laughs> Come out with it. I and then he's going to say, no, I can't be a racist. My best friend is Ramel Smooth Bradley. <laughs> I, it really is a bananas question. Look, I, just, I love when people say I'm not racist. Hold on. <laughs> I ain't got a racist bone in my body. But... <laughs> But I'll tell you this, God, y'all, this is too dark. But yesterday on the phone with my mom, she got off on one about China and I just lost it. What'd she say? What'd I'm you not going to repeat it. You're uh, not going to platform mom, your mom? You're going to deplatform? <laughs> You're deplatforming Sheila. I'm, I'm deplatforming Sheila. <laughs> deplatforming your own mother? She said, but <laughs> <laughs> she's canceled. <laughs> Sheila's canceled. No, she said worse than this in the past, honestly. But it just, you know, I, 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 I just, it's very disappointing to me because I've spent so many hours talking through things calmly with my mother around. I mean, we have been having conversations about the border of the southern border of this country for 15 years now and it's taken that long to like bring her around oh it's probably probably wasn't me it probably is finally literally the headline kids in cages it's like the last straw for everybody the last frontier but i I mean where are they hearing this stuff is this literally what people say on the news just inside i mean i know we've been saying china virus and that's bad enough but she was saying all this crazy shit i just what she she said oh i'm absolutely positive that China started that virus for population control. Yeah, that's what she said. You had, you had uh, Trump's former CDC guy out there saying that he is absolutely convinced that it was made in a lab and near Beijing or something like that. So my mom, I was like, "Mom, you're obviously repeating shit like this. You work in a grocery store. How can you be absolutely positive of anything happening in China? <laughs> Come on, sis. Like we are I, literally living in East Tennessee and East Kentucky. What makes you so sure about this?" And she was just like, "I read." <laughs> i uh i i think i unironically think it was created in a lab but not in china in the united states 
Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, I said, Mom, China discovered this virus. There's every indication to think it started here. Instead, she was like, uh-uh, in, absolutely in fact, not. In fact, there's much to refute the notion that, that it was discovered in China. Well, or that it was invented in China. Or right, exactly. Or originated in China. And there's a lot of evidence and precedence that the United States does biological and chemical test experimentation on people. Uh, and so... <laughs> documented but she did the age old i'm i'm done talking about this by saying okay (laughs) okay i was like mom she she repeated crazy things i heard about chinese people as a kid like just insane shit and i was like mom that's not true literally nothing you just said is true and it sounds crazy you don't hear yourself and she was like okay I mean, like I, uh, I, I've stopped engaging with uh, my family members on all things. Uh, I know. I mean, it, it's, it's there's no. I've tried. Uh, it's always but, some shit with her, but I just love her so much, and I really want us to be able to spend time together. <laughs> well, I but saw she's this dating meme a really conservative guy now, so it's kind of rough. He he's an anti-vaxer. I saw this meme yesterday with Keanu Reeves, and he was—it wasn't a meme, I guess. It was just a quotation from an interview he was doing. He was like, "He's like, I go out of my way to stay out of arguments these days." He's like, "You could tell me one plus one equals five, and I would say, sounds good." And that's really. Oh yeah, I don't. That's I how don't I mean, feel. I'm not fucking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not out here arguing with people, and when people act awful, like say awful things, I'm just like, wow. Hmm. Just kill them with kindness. I don't have it in me. I, I mean, my sister rose her like raised her voice with me on vacation last a few weeks ago, and I said, "I'm in too vulnerable a state to be yelled at. It's just not gonna happen." Because you know how you are with your family. You're just not tactful with your sisters, and I get it. I was like, "But I'm not in a place to be talked to this way. I am very fragile. <laughs> I'm not able to argue. I'm not able to <clears throat> deal with any of this." Tanya, I have um, to ask, are you an agent of Beijing? <laughs> I don't know. Seems like the deplatforming your own mother. It's interesting. Oh, in, in service to President Xi Jinping, that's interesting. Yep. <laughs> you and Jonathan Webb. Oh, God. <laughs> um, well, speaking of... Speaking of China and the United States' role in the virus um, and response to it, just yesterday, um, President Biden unveiled a $2 trillion infrastructure plan and major corporate tax raise. Um, He unveiled his plan to plow $2 trillion in government spending into U.S. infrastructure alongside $2 trillion in higher corporate taxes as the first stage of a multi-trillion dollar effort to reshape the world's largest economy. Um, he said he said it is... I lost the part where he was talking about China. I mean, it was... Okay. He said it's aimed specifically at improving competitiveness with China. Um, this is, uh, you know... I mean, I don't know. This is interesting, like... There's been a lot of uh, discussion in the past. I know we've talked about it in the show over the past couple weeks over Biden's seemingly willingness, seeming willingness to um, 
do large transformative uh, policies, you know, um, like the last stimulus bill, uh, like the child tax allowance or whatever. I mean, what what do we make of this? Is this a uh, is this another sort of empty promise from Uncle Joe? Uh, does it indicate um, a success of the left's left's ability to pull him towards some more sort of progressive direction? Uh, what do you guys think about this? I think if you examine the personality of Joe Biden, do you think it's possible there's part of him that just kind of gets off on like besting Obama in terms of like legacy? <laughs> Not his boy Barack. But I mean, he I he likes that friendship for like you know. I think it's very possible. specific. Do you know what I mean? Like I think he's like, oh well, I, I've been in office three months and I'm already doing this, 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 and this, and you know what I mean. It was this week he had his press conference, wasn't it? This is last week. Was that last week? I was trying to watch something on the news and it was just his dumb ass. Um, oh. <clears throat> I saw uh, Mitch McConnell be quoted about it. All that I mean all we know what they're going they're just constantly saying like he's spending us out of house and home, you know. <laughs> yeah. Corporate um, tax hikes are just going to crush our economy. Biden said it would help America's standing in the world. It will promote our national security interests and put us in position to win the global competition with China. The plan sets aside up to $621 billion in funding for traditional infrastructure upgrades, including roads, bridges, public transport networks, electric vehicles, and vital hubs such as ports and airports. It will also try to direct the spending towards projects to help the U.S. mitigate the climate crisis. These proposals include $100 billion in measures to modernize the electricity grid, tax credits for clean energy generation and storage, and to plug orphan gas and oil wells. I saw I saw there's like 300 billion for drinking water. Interesting. That's yeah. a, that's an interesting that's an interesting development. Is this like a new deal situation? That's what it sounds like. What was the price tag yeah. on the new deal? <laughs> but they confiscated all the gold and the confiscatory tax rate was in the 90%. You got a way to go on that. He's just like, "Yeah, I'm just going to like find 2 trillions laying in a Amazon's couch cushion somewhere." I guess that's how they are planning to fund it with um uh, couch cushions. Corporate yeah, cash cushions. <laughs> that's the new currency now. It's uh <laughs> currency's backed backed by couch cushions, not by gold. Right. It's couch cushions. <laughs> that um, green stuff you used to roll up at a joint, try to see if your friends would smoke it. They yeah. uh yeah, they instead of going around confiscating all the gold, they go around and say, All right, you me at couch and then they just flip it open and they take all the nickels and dimes and pennies they find they just go around and say okay that's their haul and that's how we're improving roads this year CNN's video and people just cry as their couch gets shook out yeah I was saving that for Wing Wednesday at the at the Buffalo Wild Wings and then the heavy hand of Joe Biden swept in and took it from me this is fascism um, <laughs> yeah the package is expected to be paired with tax increases on wealthy individuals, including income, capital gains, and estate taxes. Um, as he prepares to begin the negotiations with Congress, Biden is facing com- competing pressures within his party. 
Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the New York Democratic lawmaker, has said that $2 trillion infrastructure plan is not nearly enough and has argued for a higher figure. It's a, it's, it's, it's very interesting. She's absolutely right. Um, but it is interesting, like, we pointed out in the show a few weeks ago that the liberals seem to be in this state of sort of, like, protracted counterinsurgency against the, its left. Yeah. And they are signaling a willingness to enact some of these large governmental uh, initiatives to, you know, both uh, stimulate the economy, uh, help out, as they say, poor and working people. Um, but it's the weird thing about it is like you can you can spin it in the media as this two trillion dollar thing but aoc is correct it's like two trillion dollars isn't even near near enough like what we would actually need well consider this consider this the total of the 2008 bank bailout was 700 billion so basically like half of this like 18 guys got you know what i mean jesus fuck right (laughs) so like you double that double that and that's fine for the 350 million people (laughs) right right i mean obviously i would i could bitch all day about infrastructure like bridges crumbling and how badly we keep up our uh our like social services which would be roads and shit but uh I mean, this even him talking about competition with China like this sounds like a bill to literally save and prop up capitalism. Yeah, definitely. It's not a win for the left, I wouldn't say. I mean, if AOC's even like, this is banana, this is bullshit. <laughs> no, I the administration mean, you're, you're... says it's going to revamp 20,000 miles of roads and repair 10,000 bridges. What, did y'all see the... And not to pivot too hard, but you see, like, uh, like the train route plan that, like, oh yeah, they're just, just putting out there that Amtrak is adopting or whatever. Yeah, I didn't see it. I saw people talking about it, and I meant to search for it before we recorded, but I didn't see it. What what exactly was it? Well, it just it's just like leaves out huge swaths of the country and like the connectivity. Like even in Kentucky, it's like. They stop in Louisville, and then it just, like, goes all the way around. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I saw. There's, like, no connection between Louisville, Nashville, Asheville, Roanoke, like, this whole... It's just, like, huge gaps in the thing. And then it's funny, because it's like you got the libs in the comments. They're like, well, have you not considered that Amtrak loses so much money every year on this? And it's like, well, maybe it's because we shouldn't have privatized goddamn rail. You thought about that? It's like... <laughs> right. Jesus uh, fuck! Is, I can't believe the poor people who are very likely not making much money crying about corporations losing money. Who gives a fuck? Liberals hate when corporations lose money. Like they, there, there's nothing they applaud more in the world than like a good boss that like built something and like okay. to hell with all these people with their hands out that like you know want a little piece this, of it. This is an interesting thing, um, because when the president made the announcement, the media and I think the administration itself is is framing this as the biggest public investment program since the creation of the interstate highway system and the space race of the 1960s. And they're, they're, I think they're probably correct in that. Um, but it's interesting because, I don't know if you guys remember this, over the course of the entire, really, the last four years since Bernie really became a sort of viable political force. 
I mean, I don't know how many times I've seen people say, like, do you like your interstate highway system? Do you like your uh, water system? All this other yes. stuff. Do you like national parks? That's socialism. You know, you can thank socialism for that. And it's like... This kind of just proves that actually no, that's not what socialism is. Socialism isn't big public spending. <laughs> like, no, yeah, that's the that's what we've been sort of led to believe that it's like if you just like uh, yeah, if you have libraries and hospitals, like thank thank a communist, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, it's we talked about this. I think probably a little more than a year ago. I remember as the primary was starting to really heat up. And you had the two sort of competing visions of Warren and Bernie. Um, and I remember there being a lot of discussion around, like, what those two visions were. It seemed like Warren's was more technocratic. You just spend a lot of um, public funds uh, and in the process hope, you know, that it puts you further on the path towards some sort of uh, socialistic society. But, but it seems like... It was- wasn't it Gail and Brett? The last Gail and Brett we read was, did you expect Biden to be such a socialist? You think he might have mentioned that, I think. That was the title of it, I think. I think you're I right. Remember. It's so funny how they've, they've <laughs> so wrong. demonized communism and the left that, like, a measure to save socialism that, like, invariably costs the upper classes has been so tarred as, like, an example of socialism or communism. That right. like and that that like that serves just to like keep it from happening again. So like I'm I'm curious what people think about this like this infrastructure plan. I wonder what like the response would be to it from like the Bezoses of the world and so forth. They probably. I don't know. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, two trillion is a pittance to them, of course. You know what I mean? Like in aggregate. I just I find it inconceivable that they would actually be coerced to pay taxes. I don't know why. It's kind of like when we were talking about on the episode last week, like the my sort of distrusting the vaccine process because it's like, well, the government's never helped us in the past. Why would they now? And it's kind of the same thing, but in reverse with this taxes with this tax thing. It's like the government has never in my lifetime shown any willingness to actually tax the wealthy. Like. Are they really going to do it this time? I just can't see it happening. Well, I mean, the thing about all about this like shit is, it's like when you look at it, like two trillion seems like oh my god, it's a T. Like that seems like this like exorbitant amount, right? But when you consider that, like again, like the bailout was seven hundred million in two thousand eight, that we have like a nine hundred million or nine hundred billion dollar military and all this kind of stuff, it's like actually, it's kind of like falls well short of like what we spend on other shit to like sort of just I, I I don't know like what Biden's sort of end game in terms of like his public image because that, that also has to be considered here you know what I mean it's it's just like yeah. with the immigration plan that's like probably going to like not go anywhere but like there's so much in that that liberals are scram- like the immigration plan for example that liberals are scrambling and saying like oh well we got to get Joe Manchin to vote for this and we got to get like policies procedures and blah 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 right channels da 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 when like no actually Biden could just like take the pen and do so much of that right. do you know what I'm saying yeah. and I'm sure there's probably stuff here that Biden could just like today if he wanted to you know could really just like level up on but I I don't know 2 trillion just seems like a pittance and it just seems like 
Well, yeah, when you my, put my, it in perspective with the bailout in 2008, yeah. <laughs> Which you said million this time, but it was billion, seven hundred billion, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, seven hundred billion yeah. was the bailout. Yeah. And nine hundred billion a year on military, uh, right? Is that what you said? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. almost a trillion dollar military. Yeah. My question: Has the military ever took a cut? Ever? No, I don't think so. <laughs> ever? Probably, they lost. I think they lost. They, they, as you talk about couch cushions, the Pentagon lost one year, lost like hundred twenty-three billion dollars in their couch cushions. They just, just couldn't account for couldn't it. Couldn't account for it. Yeah. So, like, you know what I mean? Like. Well, that's when another, you think of shit like that. It like the thing that enrages me about shit like this is like, like you have this stuff, and then like you have like uh, conservatives and not and not even if not a few liberals like fucking foaming at the mouth about like uh, welfare fraud and like food stamp fraud, which is like literally like a percent of a percent of a percent. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like I think our, our our whole our food stamp fraud in this country is something around fifty million dollars a year. Nothing. Like in the grand scheme of things, not a goddamn thing. And who is running welfare fraud? Not fucking rich people. I mean, people who literally need it. Who gives a fuck? But also, yeah, that's you said it. Like the other parts of that is like you're fucking you're foaming at the mouth about people trying to eat. Yeah, they literally remember when um, a few years ago Hazard, like Perry County, created a task force of local undercover cops to try to buy pop from people and bullshit to catch them up in it. <laughs> yeah, I will never forget that. I literally was sick for days over that. Just like it's just well, it brings up an interesting point. It's like this is what the government is supposed to do. I mean, the government is supposed to provide these infrastructural updates and, and services like yeah and now we're debating over it they're supposed to keep us safe and healthy we are neither we're the opposite of those right they're, so they're doing the bare minimum but it's being framed as this transformative thing they're just doing what they're supposed to be doing right right <laughs> and now they're and they're talking about like biden's this great leader of men and women and, yeah, that, and this like, still has to get through congress i mean who the fuck knows what it's going to look like as it emerges from the other side of that oh well, yeah and honestly I, I wouldn't put it past biden to put forth all this big ass bullshit knowing it's not going to go nowhere so that he can be like i tried i spent four years trying you know yeah. like whatever but before we get too far from this military thing i in the press conference he did last week, I saw somebody asked him about him saying on the campaign trail, on day one, I'm going to end these endless wars. <laughs> He's still not brought one person home. <laughs> right. And he was asked directly about it, like when troops are coming back. And he was like, well, it's more complicated than you might imagine, blah, blah, blah. He's got on the horn with these bloodthirsty generals stationed over there. And they're like, no, 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 we can't come home, Joe. Because they hate their wives or some shit. And they don't want to come home. Like, <laughs> these people are fucking sick. You know? And they're over there. They're fucking cowboys over there pissing in people's water supply. And acting like fucking Mongols. There's like generals over there popping champagne. And then the first few seconds of the of the OJs for the love of money comes on. And they're all just like dancing and waving singles at strippers over in fucking college. <laughs> that is I'd say it's a lot Dwight, less sexy than that, but Dwight Eisenhower famously I mean, when he called out the military industrial complex talked about the generals hating their wives and how it would further our overseas. Oh wars. my god, really? <laughs> no. So so you know like like Trump had negotiated with the Taliban 
to like <laughs> withdraw from Afghanistan by May 1st, right? So like that deadline's like coming up. But here was Joe Biden's response when he when asked in a news conference, that same news conference I guess last week. Mm-hmm. He said, "It's going to be hard to meet the May 1st deadline." Na 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 na. But when asked if our troops would still be there next year, he said, I can't picture that being the case. That is a classic fucking dodge. We're going to be there forever. Yeah, forever. My roommate in college was in Afghanistan for years, and all he did was fucking kick cans around and, like, graffiti and piss and shit in empty palaces. And literally when they turned, when he left, they turned over their base, the U.S. base, to local forces or whatever all these fucking cowboy bastards shit in all the little offices and trailers and stuff they had set up shit all in it before they turned it over to local forces and now that friend of yours that was in afghanistan is the subject of the chuck lorry comedy about a u.s soldier (laughs) that brought an afghani home with him dude that was (laughs) mind-blowing A buddy comedy about a U.S. soldier and an Af- an Afghani. Yep. Wow, wow, wow. Um, well, before we move on to the next thing, I, I just want to point out, you have this question of before us of, like, what actually is socialism and what actually gets us to, to what actually gets us there? Is it this? Is, is, is it the government spending lots of money on public uh, projects? that it should have been funding this whole time. And I guess my response is the same as it was about a year ago when we were having this discussion between, like, the difference between Warren and Bernie. And my response is, the way you get there is through coordination and organizing with other workers, obviously. And if you want a a good example of what could be pushed for and achieved to do that like something like the pro act would be a good example in my opinion um contrast that with this big spending plan which we don't even know what it's going to look like when it comes out the other side of congress this is just the government doing what it's supposed to have been doing the whole time and so i just can't really call it this transformative uh policy i can't i can't call it this transformative thing on american life um because it just highlights how, you know, just stripped out of uh, everything the the commons has be- become by this point. You know what I mean? It just it's been, been stripped down and hollowed down to its most bare, you know, parts and sold for profit. And and like them just doing this is, as you said, it's the bare minimum. Like I said, so I don't well, know. I can't is, really I call mean, it transfer. Tom says that we're the most cucked society ever. Where we literally do expect fucking nothing because that's what we've always gotten. And then when they do the smallest little thing, we're like, oh, we're so impressed. Well, when you're, when we're living in, <laughs> we're living in a society. When we're living in a society where Joe Biden's going to absolutely be remembered as this great statesman, a guy that would sell his best friend down the river for a uh, Capital One windbreaker. Uh, <laughs> It's, I mean, it just, it just, it just gives the whole game away, you know. It really yeah. does. It's, it like, it's like, to me, to his sort of like floating on the periphery of like, sort of like making concessions to the left. Like, uh, he won't call out Amazon by night. Like, for example, the Bessemer, like the the Amazon uh, 
union drive down there. It's like he supports the workers in Alabama, but he won't say anything about Amazon. You know what I mean? He won't like yeah. really attack the entity or anything like that. Well, that's just kind of what he does. He's Joe Biden is, uh, you know, despite his reputation as a pussy hound, he's an edger. <laughs> Edger in chief. That's right. Uh, speaking of Bessemer, anybody got any leaked vote results? Not I. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Uh, it's been decided yet. I saw that Amazon lost the effort. They wanted to install the cameras to watch the ballot counting, the counting of the ballots, oh and they lost God. that. A judge overruled it. Wow. But I don't think the. Can I ask a question? This is just for unionization of that one plant, right? Yeah. That one location? All right, yeah. Yeah, so. We'll see, I guess. Um, well, so the final Twitter thing- has been fun. Uh, it's been a fun Amazon fake Twitter week. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the, it is uh, fucking accounts. pathetic to see Amazon's, like, doing all this, like, ham-fisted fucking... <laughs> Like, oh, Bernie Sanders, uh, we pay our workers a $15 minimum wage. Why don't you get your federal government in line there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah say that to the guy that desperately tried <laughs> to do just that and got rat fucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, they're, they're, it's pathetic. I mean, they've been so whiny. And, and honestly, I was thinking about this the other day. Did y'all remember this headline from a few weeks ago? where Jeff Bezos announced that he is going to be stepping down from, I mean, I yeah. don't think he's currently CEO. Is he C- still CEO of Amazon? He said he was going to be stepping no, down. I don't think he is. I think he did step down already. Um, I th- and, I, and I saw their C, some director, some higher up, is, I saw on Twitter get into this, Jay Carney, who was yes. like he was like an Obama yeah, yeah. bureaucrat. Yeah. I, yeah. I think and, my my thought on this is I think that Bezos is stepping down because I think that Amazon has gotten to a point where his wealth has become so renowned. It's become so notorious that it's become a hazard to them at this point. It's become uh, detrimental. A liability. To them at this point. Yeah. A liability. And so, uh, uh, and if and if you're out there telling workers like you know you work for the richest part, a, a man who made like three hundred million dollars in a week at the beginning of the pandemic. I mean, that's a that's a who very is useful poised to become tool. the world's first trillionaire. Like, yeah. Fairly soon, like in in a handful of years. I think that that's why he's stepping down. It's a liability for them at this point. Yeah. What they that's did. Insane. What, what think happened? about that. Their owner got so rich, it became a liability for them. (laughs) What happened was the Amazon board of directors listened to Biggie's Ten Crack Commandments. (laughs) Commandment number three was, don't never let them know how much paper you're holding, because that breeds jealousy. (laughs) They want to take it. So what they're doing is just trying to eliminate the workers preying on Bezos' downfall, and hopefully that's enough to kind of stave them off. That really is true because we, you know, we spent more time shitting on Jeff Bezos than Amazon itself, and they needed to cut his name out. Yep. You know, like, no, I don't mean us personally, but, like, we didn't, but, like, in general, people were coming for him. He was, like, the face of the rich and fucked. 
Yeah. That's so true. That was a it was an absolute PR move. Wow. Um I bet his I bet his like exit severance package or whatever is still like some ungodly percent of uh Amazon's well, he'll, profits he'll, for years. He'll retain shares in the or uh in the corporation, obviously. He's just not gonna be yeah. the CEO. Like Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. He'll uh, own fifty one percent or something, but just won't be involved in the day to day or something like that. Yeah, I, he'll be too busy over in Kabul popping popping champagne <laughs> and pouring it on like you know, <laughs> bunch of dime Army piece generals. strippers. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so I had one more thing I wanted to cover today. It shouldn't take that long. Um, it was it's a nice little deeply diseased. Um, this is coming from my uh from my previous home of Austin, Texas. Um, This is in Texas Monthly. They just moved into an Austin neighborhood. Now they want to end one of its traditions. The fleet of several dozen cars pulled into East Austin's Fiesta Gardens, or Chicano Park, as locals call it, on a recent weekend with the booming of powerful stereo systems announcing their arrival. After a few loops around the park, some drivers, most of them black and Latino men in their 20s and 30s driving customized lowriders, bright candy-colored slabs, and jacked-up trucks with flashy chrome rims, packed into a nearby <laughs> middle just, school They just want to ride swingers on 24s, man, and they're fucking, they're trying oh, to fuck yeah. it up for them. There's not, not hurting anybody. It's awesome. Um, I mean, like, truly some dudes rock shit, you know? Yeah. Um, some unloaded barbecue grills, toddlers, and pit bulls, then cracked open beers and blasted Texas hip-hop and Tejano music. <laughs> Others joined the slow movie. They wrote this lit. Oh, my God. This is like my ideal party. Yeah, pit exactly. Oh others, others joined a slow-moving carousel that flowed from the parking lot into the street and back again, swerving from side to side and occasionally street screeching their tires, unleashing plumes of white smoke that covered the block in a light haze. Some variation of this assembly has taken place nearly every Sunday afternoon since the early 90s. But now, many residents of The Weaver, a newly built luxury apartment building across the street, whose website promises renters access to a, quote, community that is rich in history and tradition, have decided it's time for the weekly event to come to an unceremonious end. Some of the building's residents defend the car club gatherings and note they predate the Weaver residents' arrival, but many others have grown tired of the loud music, annoyed by the traffic, and turned off by the smell of skidding tires. One particularly vocal tenant, a non-Hispanic white woman with short blonde hair who appeared to be in her 50s and refused to give her name, claimed that smoke from the tires was killing nearby trees and that traffic oh, from the gathering would make it impossible for an ambulance to reach her in the event of medical emergency. This Even, is a Portlandia skit. This yes. is not real. Well, no, this is a, there's like an Eastern Kentucky analog when people like get pissed off that people are riding four wheelers around Fish Pond Lake. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like Ch- it's, just, it's just stomping out any expression of human joy is just like yep. what these people live for. That's exactly right. Check this one out though. This is the this is the best part. Another Weaver resident voiced... God damn it, I can't even talk because I'm fucking losing it. Another Weaver resident voiced more generalized criticism, calling the event a, quote, display of toxic masculinity. Oh, my God. 
I'll tell you what, whoever wrote this was beaming onto this scene just desperate for a pit bull to come out of that car. One pit bull so they could say pit bulls came. Oh. I can't get past it. I think the person that wrote it is sympathetic to the cause of oh, the dude's God. rock movement here. Yeah. Um, but the the weaver definitely is just praying that a pit bull like mauls a six year old. Um, so like, <laughs> shit. I'm going oh, to make my it my God. duty if I ever visit Austin, Texas in the near future. I'm going to like, I'm going to pull up Blair and Paul Wall sitting sideways, and I'm going to have like, <laughs> I'm going to have six pit bulls in a goddamn Cadillac Eldorado, <laughs> and I'm just going to like hang out there all day, goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> they come up and ask you to leave because you're getting on their nerves, Tom. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. No Paul Wall around here. Um, we should shut this thing down, a third resident who blamed the lack of police response to the, quote, idiotic city council's decision to slash the Austin Police Department budget, wrote in, a, in March on a building forum. Oh, my God. Indeed, at a recent gathering, a non-Hispanic white tenant had flagged two police vehicles vehicles and pleaded with officers to disband the celebration, calling it, quote, scary. The officers... (laughs) (laughs) Even though the event sometimes violates noise and traffic ordinances, it doesn't pose major threats to anyone in the Weaver, nor does it break other city rules. Um... Yeah, I mean, uh, this is just... This is in the Cesar Chavez... Um, neighborhood of uh, East Austin. Um, when I lived there, it was already starting to be pretty badly gentrified. Um, but it appears that in the almost 10 years since I've been gone, it has just been uh, just descended upon by all of these just like tech company fucks from like Apple, you know, Oracle, Samsung. You know, who are just building these massive high-rise, you know, luxury apartments. And, uh, yeah, you're right, Tom. They're just trying to stamp out any expression of human joy uh, left. I mean, it's just not enough for them to, like, drive people out economically. They have to do it culturally as well. It's just like, you know, you, you, you they can't have any... I mean, I mean, here's an example. Um in 2015, Jumpaline, a, pro- a beloved piñata story that had become a colorful symbol of the neighborhood's Latino heritage, was bulldozed without warning. In its place, a cafe catering to cat owners was erected. Cat owners. <gasps> <laughs> a cat cafe. I mean, dude. Bro. No. Yeah. Oh, my. That's maybe the most stark gentrification story I have ever heard. <laughs> When you say they bulldoze it without warning, are yeah, we talking what is that? like Israeli-Palestinian like settlement, or are we just talking about it set vacant for like a while and they just bulldozed it? Um, uh, let me. I just clicked on the. Uh... I mean, either way, it's bad. I'm not just. I'm not. A cat cafe. I have never even heard of that. Dude, I don't know. It says for the past eight years, Jumpoline owners Monica and Sergio. Lizarazu have been Leharazu have been selling piñatas and other party supplies from their shop on Cesar Chavez. Tuesday morning, Sergio Leharazu drove by and saw the crews tearing down the business with everything still inside. Quote, I don't know what happened because we don't receive any information about the demolition. So yeah, it was literally what? torn down. With, with all their shit, their shit in it. Yeah. Jesus fuck. Oh, oh God, really listen. Oh my God. 
god. Dude, there's I'm a photo. I... There's a photo of them. Ha- oh my god. And you can see them tearing the building apart with all the pinatas <gasps> spilling out of it. Jesus Christ. I know. Dude, oh. you're right, Tom. This is like West Bank shit, man. Jesus fuck. But yeah, it's not enough. It's not enough that they just do that. Like they also have to just like make sure that nobody has any you know, even remote sense of community and and you know, joy and fun. It's not enough that like every city in the fucking country's been reduced to uh a fucking uh old Chicago Pizza Company, uh Noodles and Company, uh Ulta, Target, Old Navy. Just, you know, just like a never-ending just landscape of, you know, just big box store, like, development shit. And, like, every every city in America is just bland and colorless and, and just has no flavor. But, like, now they have to, like, ratchet it up a notch and, like, destroy people's livelihood and whatever semblance of, like, community that was had left in the name of erecting, like, these ugly-ass fucking buildings. And, man, that's goddamn depressing. I would yeah, almost I if I if if I, if I thought I wouldn't go to jail, I would almost say on this show somebody should go free the cats and then demolish that place in turn. Free the cats first. Free the cats. Yeah, make sure the, make sure the cats are safe. They're, 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 what is a cat? cat? This they're is this is slave standards. labor on for the cats. Yeah. Okay, I support You've the cat community the, too. What? So, do cats run the cafe? Do you bring your cats there? How does a cat? What is a fucking cat cafe? I saw a cat cafe in Columbus, Ohio, one time, and it's just exactly what it sounds like. It's just a cafe with cats in it, and they keep them in there basically, you know, all night, and they have a bunch of like play areas and and stuff. I don't know if you can bring... You probably can't bring your own cat. Maybe? I don't know. I've never actually been to one. I've just seen them. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Imagine going in there and just, like, you walk out with, like, 20 different strains of toxoplasmosis. Oh, my God. (laughs) Tom would go there. I've got a twitch I've had for 10 years after visiting a series of cat cafes in the early 2020s. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. That is so fucking... That is so fucking... I, yeah, what's the Build Back Better solution to that? What's the fucking Biden transformative vision solution to that? There is none. I mean, they're they're trying to facilitate that. Well, this... I've spiraled now over this, but I wanted to... Two steps back here. They mentioned Austin's slashing their police budget, which was a big win. Like that... The, right. He said... The city council, the city council idiots, they that was like pushed by hundreds of organizers um, last summer, and that was one of the few victories of the summer. Right, a handful of cities who actually got their police budget cut. Yeah, when's the last time you went back to Austin, Terrence? Um, April two thousand nineteen. Like what's like what's the vibe versus when you were in school there versus now, dude? It's I mean it, it's astonishing. Honestly, parts of it are unrecognizable. It feels like being in an alien. I mean, it was already changing. Yeah, it was probably already well underway by the time you were there. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's um, but even when I was there, it hadn't yet become like the destination of like tech, uh, you know, people moving from California to start their sort of to open up you know corporate offices there to start their own startups 
it hadn't yet become that, but it was definitely on the way to becoming that. Yeah. Um, I, I just can't get over the, uh, calling the event a display of toxic masculinity. <laughs> that blows my fucking mind. And it's like, this is why, like, as long as we got, like, you know, uh, you know, a lesbian as the head of the Department of Defense, we can continue to fucking just run roughshod over every fucking country in the world. With that yeah. same fucking mentality. It's so fucking disgusting. No offense, Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no offense. No offense to lesbians everywhere. I. It's. It is astonishing, though. I mean, it's like. Um, it has been fully weaponized to just excuse all of the worst, you know, all of the worst things. I mean, they're going to be saying that about the West Bank if they aren't already. Like, yeah, we got to get those Palestinians out of there. It's toxic masculinity. It's toxic masculinity. It's, it's the toxic masculinity of the Islamic faith. Right. It's throwing six year olds with slingshots. Yeah, exactly. Six year olds with rocks, you know, throwing rocks at tanks is toxic masculinity. Uh-huh. If you resist any kind of boot to the Ooh. neck, you are engaging in toxic masculinity. Right. Uh, words that will echo through eternity. Nancy Pelosi, quote, it's all about identity on our side now, end quote. She said that? Yeah, she let the mask slip during one of her not-so-great mornings. Um, good morning. And then it's like now you have this full-scale sort of weaponization of like the most hollow interpretation of identity politics imaginable. And it's, uh, yeah. It's all representation over redistribution. Well... Listen, you want you wanted to not think about your politics for the last four years. Well, here you got it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh God. I mean it. Yeah. I mean, if I had to guess, if I if I had to guess, I would imagine that those same people, if they're saying that it's toxic masculinity, those same people probably display the uh, this house believes in science, Black Lives Matter, <laughs> etc. Oh, million percent there. Million percent. Uh, two streets over, I, uh, there's, I walk by this house. I go on a morning walk every morning, and it cracks me up. They got the Surge uh, Black Lives Matter sign flanked on the other side by We Support Lexington Police. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. And, like, this town, I don't know if y'all, not, how much time y'all spent in Lexington recently. This is the most copy fucking town in the history of the world. It's like for a place yeah. where not like a lot of shit happens, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you got like twenty goddamn different departments that like just patrol oh, this place. Copy, as in cop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's weird because I feel like it's been like that ever since they merged with the county government, like you know Lexington and Fayette County governments merged or whatever, and yeah. so now they have it's just like a mega force. Yeah, it's a weird thing happening. Even in Moorhead, like you had city county like all like you know like your fucking like constables sheriffs da, 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 all that kind of stuff campus police mm-hmm. and then on top of that you had like your different like little security things and stuff and it's just like you at one point you could count in a town of seven thousand people five police agencies and state police well i mean this is what we said what what's the stat one in ten people works in security or something yeah yeah and that the stat well, you know just the kind of tie a bow on that into into sort of like draw 
a sort of um, yeah, sort of like draw a bow around all of these things. You really can't ask for a better example of how reactionary that, as you said, Tom, in interpretation of identity politics is, because the statement, this is a example of toxic masculinity, is a political statement. It is pushed by people at the top of the Democratic Party, the ostensible progressives, but it is in this instance, and in pretty much every instance, I would imagine, uh, used to you know, used as or used by the soldiers on the front lines of like gentrification. The the mm. new settlers of our day and age. You know, these people <clears throat> are basically the new settlers. Right. Um I mean that's a great analogy now that I think about it, with like the West Bank or with three hundred years ago and people crossing the Appalachian Mountains and, and displacing indigenous people. I mean these are the new settlers. Hey, wait of our a day. second, buddy. It's always been Scots Irish territory. <laughs> this is my home place. Oh my god. I mean, but it's interesting. I mean, could you imagine um you know, 300 years ago, like Scotch-Irish settlers being like, yeah, the in- the, the the Indians and the natives they're Listen, uh, they're the Iroquois just hunted here. We basically just we did them a favor. Well, could you imagine them using like, oh, they uh they have chiefs and that's toxic masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Oh man, patriarchal much? Uh, yeah. Eastern band of Cherokee. Get rid of them. It's yeah. it's interesting. I, that would, it's that a- would be. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I I I, I don't know. It's just interesting. Just uh, just you know, keep that in mind as you go out there and navigate the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or better yet, do not go out and navigate the world. Or better yet, don't go out and navigate the world. <laughs> yeah, what are you, fucking Lewis and Clark? Just fucking stay at the house. And, yeah. That's what I'm going to say the next time somebody invites me. So. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Lewis and fucking Clark? I'm at home, bitch. Yeah, you know you where to explore. find me? I ain't Columbus. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, got Marigold Vespucci over here. Want me to go out to eat with her? Yeah, you know, come on. You see what goes on out there? Um. <laughs> but, um, but yes, I I'm not articulating it well because my brain is literally just done for for the rest of my life. But I guess I would just encourage you to all ask, in what service are these politics being deployed? Whether it's somebody saying that it's toxic masculinity to justify eradicating a cultural practice that has been around forever, or whether it's a massive trillion-dollar infrastructure plan that is being used in some sort of Cold War race against China, you have to ask yourself, what, what, what function do these politics and rhetorics uh, serve? Um, And if you're not careful, before you know it, you're going to wind up being like, well, these people are on our side. They they are transforming society, and they're doing the best. They're moving the needle. When in all actuality, they're co-opting the very things that could be used to create a better society to make it a worse society. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yesterday, Joe Biden became the first president to recognize Trans Visibility Day. Right. Big goddamn hoot, Joe. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, Kellen, uh, is it Hilliford? Hennifer?d I forget mm-hmm. her last name, but our uh, season of the witch friend, she bitch. Uh, season of the bitch. <laughs> Kellen Witch. I have them all saved in my phone. It's like their name and witch. Kellen uh-huh. Witch. Ambria Witch. Lore Witch. Anyway, she introduced me to the mantra: "To whom does it serve?" Well, there you go. It's a good, good question. There you go. At, at every at every turn. Yeah. Um. Well, that that about covers it for this week. Um, uh, if you like more Trailbillies content, you can, of course, go to our Patreon at p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Trailbilly Workers Party and throw us five dollars. If you want to support more media made by straight white men, hit <laughs> very <laughs> toxic, very masculine over here. Uh, that's right. Um, so yeah, yeah, go do the uh, dudes rock community a favor and go support Trillbillies. Um, anything else, friends? I'm drinking and driving tonight on Twitch. My first time on Twitch with uh, our buddy Brett Payne. We're playing Mario Kart on the oh. ball. <laughs> <laughs> His new show, drinking and driving. Anyway, he says we might have technical difficulties, which I always expect. So I was like, buddy, you're going to have to hold my hand. I've never even done nothing on Twitch. He's like, yeah, we're probably going to have some technical difficulties. So come enjoy uh, the technical difficulties on Twitch tonight. I guess it will be on Street Fight Radio's stream. Cool. Go check that out. Go check Street Fight Radio's Twitch stream, even when Tanya's not on it. Um, Good boys. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, and thanks for listening to us, obviously. And um, happy opening day! It's MLB opening day, baseball season, baby. Uh, <laughs> also, beware, beware of. I've tweeted this out, but it bears repeating. Beware of the uh, tricksters, jokesters, hucksters, and so forth today. It's April already Fool's uh-huh. Day. Yeah, I already told That's Sheila. Right. You know how she is, and I told her. I talked to her yesterday. I said. If you if you have an emergency tomorrow, you better call somebody else because I'm not answering your calls. Be vigilant. You know? She does Folks. me every year, but basketball season was very depressing for me. So I'm, I've got a lot of hope in the in baseball season. Yeah, you'll be into it for about uh, three weeks, and then you'll be like, <laughs> okay, sports sucks again. So fuck it. <laughs> anyway, go uh, Red Legs. Oh God. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye. It is snowing hard up here.